So I'm in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, as I was this morning. The Gospel of John, chapter 15. I'll wait for a second. Praise the Lord. Do you all have big plans for later tonight? How many of you think you won't make it till midnight? I don't think I'll make it. Wow. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I'm with the... That was a majority, a decided majority in this room said, no, 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 I'm not making it till midnight. Me either. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> I figure 2024 is coming whether I stay up or not. <laughs> praise God. John fifteen seven. these are the words of Jesus. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Verse 16 also refers to asking. He says in verse 16, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Can you imagine that this is anywhere from one to three hours before his arrest when he says these words? One to three hours before his arrest. He feels it coming. He knows it's coming. He has told them it's coming. Of course, they don't get it. One to three hours before his arrest. Starting on this night, when Jesus says these words, his physical presence is going to totally change as far as the relationship that he has with his disciples. It will never be the same again after this night, even though the Lord is uh, resurrected on the third day of his death and he visits them multiple times after his death and his resurrected body. Nevertheless, it's never going to be the same starting this night when Jesus says this. And what does he want from his disciples? Not to fizzle out, but to go forward and bear fruit. Bear fruit, bear much fruit, bear more fruit, bear lasting fruit. They're not getting it yet. They're sort of too dumb to ask for anything at this moment, at this time, or ask any question. But he's talking as though he's anticipating the big questions like this how will we do it without you he's anticipating that question how are we going to carry on without you uh historians tell us that there were multiple messianic movements that date back to just before the year zero just into the Uh, late B.C.s, up until, oh, about 125, uh, the year 125 or so, there are, uh, I think, about six 
messianic movements aside from the, the movement, the Jesus movement that Jesus started. Historians tell us that all the other ones faded and died when the leader, the charismatic leader that got for himself a following, when he died, those movements ended. Jesus doesn't want that to happen. And in fact, it did not happen. The movement, the Jesus movement that he started did not end that night when he was arrested. It was threatened. It was shaken. It was in danger. It was fragile. But it survived the night. It survived the weekend. It survived the next 10 days until they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. On the day of Pentecost. It survived the threatenings and the enemies and the violence of the early persecutions. It went from 12 Apostles to 120 in the upper room who were filled with the Holy Spirit. And then in no time at all, it was thousands. And a short time after that, they moved out to Samaria and Caesarea and to Antioch and to present-day Turkey, and they crossed the waters to Europe they went to Africa. They went, different apostles, as we understand, uh, went in different directions. The movement did not die. What's the, what, the question that Jesus is wondering, how are, you, how, how are you, we going to do it without you, Lord? He's anticipating that question. And the answer is, you won't do it without me. You can't do anything without me, in fact. And one part of the answer is that we all need to remain in him and he in us, and that, that's achieved through the Holy Spirit. That's one part of the answer. How will we carry on without you, Lord? The Holy, You know, on page one of the book of Acts, Jesus ascends into heaven, and on page two of the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit comes. Praise God. Well, we'll, we need to remain in him and he in us. That's part of the answer. How will we carry on without you? And another part of the answer is ask. Talk to God. Pray. Ask me anything. Ask the Father for anything in my name. Go to the supply window with my name and ask for what you need and you'll get it. When I was a, a soccer player at Syracuse University, every day at time, when it was time for practice, I would go to the supply window. They had this big room. I never was in the room, but I went up to the window every day of practice and every day of a game, every day of a, of a road trip, the, before a road trip, Everybody on the team went to the window. The football players were going to the window, the lacrosse players, the basketball players. Everybody was going to the same window. And you gave them the name of your sport. And that was sort of like uh, what Jesus is telling us to do. Go to the window. Go to the supply window. Now, they weren't going to give you a Ferrari. They weren't going to give you uh, $1,000. They weren't going to give you... uh, uh, a new, uh, a new uh, set of, of uh, 
formal clothes from your head to your toe. They weren't going to give you anything in the wide world. They were going to give you everything you needed for soccer practice. They were going to give you everything you needed for a soccer game. If you needed gloves, you got gloves. If you needed socks, you got socks. Everything from head to toe. You could go to the window naked, if you, if you will, and they would give you everything you needed to play soccer. If you were on the football team, they gave you everything you needed to play football. That's what they had in there, and that was the purpose of the supply room, and that was the purpose of the supply window. Some of you have been through the same thing because at your job, you might have to go and ask to the supply room of some sort and get some certain supplies you need to do your job. Uh, Of course, it's very common for uh, the medical field where you have many, many different supplies that you need to do your procedures and so on, and you have to go to the supply room and you get the supplies you need. So Jesus isn't telling us, ask for anything in this wide world or anything in this wide universe. He's asking, he's telling us, ask for anything, anything whatsoever that you need to do your job and be fruitful. Whatever you need to be fruitful in me, ask and I will give it to you. Ask the Father in my name. He'll give it to you, whatever, whatever it is. The supply room is not going to run out. The supply room has everything you need to be fruitful in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Can I hear a hallelujah this morning? You go there on Jesus' account. Especially, especially as I said this morning, for making disciples of Christ. I'm not going to review what I said this morning, but the John 15 fruit that he's talking about is the fruit of the Savior. And we are to be instruments of salvation to this world. We can't save anybody. Jesus said, without me, you can't do anything. We got it. We, we've, we got it. We understand. Anybody have a hard time believing that? Without me, you can do nothing. I have no, hard, I have no problem believing that. How about you young men that are in the congregation tonight? You know, you feel like, I'm I'm pretty, I got packs. I'm young, I'm vital, I'm proud, I'm smart, I'm driven, I'm ambitious. How about you? Do you have a hard time believing? Without me, you can do nothing. You can't save a soul. And we're called to that, to make that fruit. He will give us the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, faith, healing, healing, hallelujah. He will give us those gifts. And I will tell you, there will be more answer to prayer for those gifts the more mission-minded we are as a church. Because, you know, if we're just kind of uh, taking care of ourselves and we're just kind of surviving ourselves and being happy and supportive in our own little bubble and we ask for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I don't think the Lord is going to be highly motivated to give them to us. 
But if we're mission-minded and we want to win souls to Christ and we want to disciple people in the Lord Jesus Christ and and we're excited about bearing fruit as branches of the vine, I think the Lord's going to pour out his gifts upon us because these gifts are useful for the the conversion of souls and helping people who don't believe to believe. Praise God. Sometimes we say, oh Lord, leave us to, lead us to the hungry, but you look around and where are the hungry? Where are the spiritually hungry? Maybe there are really not that many spiritually hungry. We're still called to awaken them to their need so that they will be hungry. Get them to be hungry. Teach them that they should be hungry, and I'll tell you what will make them hungry for the Lord is when they see the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation. Really, prophecy, interpretation of tongues, discerning of spirits. These are gifts that are highly effective for bringing people from the world of unbelief and sin into the church of Jesus Christ. Go to the supply window and don't say, oh, I'm a soccer player, I'm a football player, I'm a volleyball player. Go to the window and say, I'm I'm trying to win souls to you, Lord. I'm trying to win souls to you. Give me the word of knowledge. In the name of Jesus Christ. And I will tell you, the supply is inside that room. The supply is inside heaven. And heaven will hear your cry and he will send the gifts of the Holy Spirit into your life. You'll pinch yourself sometimes and wonder, did that really happen? Is this really happening? Is this really from the Lord? I feel like this is from the Lord. Could it be? Yeah, you went to the window and the Lord slid it right across the countertop and said, here you go, here's your supply. Here's what you need to do my work and build my kingdom. And he's gonna slide it right to you. You pick it up, go with it. Go with the tools that the Lord has for you. What do you need? Opportunities? Pray for opportunities. What do you need? Friends? What I mean by friends is friends that are outside of our circle. I, I'm, I'm trying to develop some friendships with some people outside the circle. I keep inviting one particular guy to come to church. I've been to his house. I, I, I prayed with him and He spontaneously said, thank you, God, for this friendship with Brian. I want God to shake him out of his his, uh, stubbornness and bring him all the way to Jesus, right? What do you need? Those kinds of connections with people who aren't saved yet? Do you you just need the connections Do you need to get to know some more people? Do you need the opportunities? Pray for it. God will give it to you. Do you need to find yourself in a place of influence? Wouldn't it be great if somebody comes to you like a man came to me and said, look, look, you got to talk to me about death. What is death? What does it mean? What's going on with death? My mom died. My dad died. What, What can you tell me about it? 
Hallelujah. What an opportunity that I jumped on. Hallelujah. What do you need to, to find yourself in a place where somebody cares about what you have to say? Can you imagine that somebody might care about what you have to say to them? Pray for it. Pray for it. Oh God, that somebody would care what I have to tell them about Jesus. That's the kind of influence God wants you to have. Boldness? Ideas? Maybe start a little Bible study at work during lunchtime. Maybe start a little Bible study in my neighborhood Tuesday morning. I don't know. Ask the Lord. Go to the supply window. God, show me the way. God, show me the way. You think he'll answer that prayer? How many are with me tonight? I believe God will answer that prayer. God, open, open the opportunities. Give me opportunities. Make connections for me. Give me influence. Give me boldness. Lord, put your word on my heart. Lord, those those fleeting opportunities that come and go so quickly. Oh, Lord, let me be ready for them and capitalize on them. Invite somebody to church. Invite somebody to home fellowship. Invite somebody to my house for coffee. Invite somebody to coffee uh, at the diner down the street. Let's have a talk. That's what I'm trying to do. God, show me the way. So we, we have cards. It looks like we have quite a few cards tonight, right? T- ten cards. That's quite a few for us. But before we get to the cards, let's all pray for whatever it is that you need in the Lord. Go to the supply window now, brothers and sisters. He's going to give you whatever you need to, to accomplish his will and be fruitful in him. Hallelujah. Don't be too quiet. Speak right out to the Lord. Use your words. Oh, Father God, we seek you this night. We seek you, oh Lord. We want to be fruitful in you. We see your concern the night you were going to be arrested, oh Lord. Oh God, oh God, help us to do your will. Help us, oh Lord, to be fruitful in you. More fruitful. Oh God, we call to you. Help us to be fruitful in our own families, O oh Lord. With our own children and grandchildren. Oh Lord, we call to you. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah.